like you try to take it and you're like this is actually happening right now and you pull on that sweater and you, and you look at you walk out and there's there's a giant plaque of names and all the awards won and you just go through you know like like uh, uh mvps you know scoring titles norris winners and and you're just like wow like this is you know legendary when i stepped on the ice i never backed down and i never stayed down And I was vicious, and I was malicious, and I don't care. I'm alive. He's a freaking madman. Look at him going to town. That'll be a suspension. That'll be a fine. Alive, I'm alive, I'm alive, I'm alive. Welcome to the Raw Knuckles podcast. You're awesome that you took the time out of your schedule to, to join us. I really appreciate it. Let's get going here. I Listen. I played at Northeastern. I'm an alumnus, you're an alumnus. Uh, and I think back in my day, uh, Northeastern <clears throat> was low man on the totem pole. A lot of local mass kids went to either Boston University or Boston College. Or if they were really smart, they go to Harvard. <laughs> and um, you being from Mass, um, you picked Northeastern. Um, and and there's a lot more local kids going there now. What what made you pick Northeast? Honestly, it was just kind of an overall feeling. Like right when I stepped on campus, um, uh, it was just you know it just felt right. Honestly, and just the combination of yeah, there is that kind of underdog mentality a little bit. Um, even when I was getting recruited. Um, and the talent levels just keep going up year after year and, and the recruits that they get now like i think they they might have had the most draft picks out of any college school um as part of the recruiting cap class this past year so just testament i mean to to the coaching staff and and i think kids now are seeing how special a place it is but um you know just a combination of one being local like staying local was huge and there's so many good schools around Haverhill, Mass, where I live, and and uh, just so my family could come watch, and and the education level and the hockey, it just you know felt like right at home. Well, that's awesome. Uh, a Huntington Hound on the show today with Knuckles. Listen, um, hockey for you, starting Massachusetts, obviously a hockey hotbed in the U.S. You know, back in 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 my day, it was just Minnesota and New England. That's where all the hockey players come from. Now we're seeing that a bit more uh, different areas because of the NHL, their grassroots programs and teams going into the Sun Belt, teams in California, seeing a lot more kids from different areas. But growing up in Mass and being that hockey state that it is, um, uh, people are passionate about the game. For you, how was it growing up and, and just getting into hockey? Your dad was a goaltender. Uh, and, and what piqued your interest in the game as a young boy um i mean you said it my dad like he played at umass Lowell. he was drafted by the islanders um so we were a hockey family you know right from the jump like a lot of kids you know seeing um playing these days and my older brother was a goalie i wanted to be a goalie actually my dad was like that's not happening he's like we're not having two goals <laughs> um maybe because the equipment's getting so expensive but um you know on skates at three years old always around the rink like watching my brother 
growing up, getting dragged to the rink early in the morning. Um, and there are just so many good players, like you said, from Massachusetts, and it, it is a hotbed, and they just crank out good players year after year. And so um, now as I've gotten older, it's a lot more fun to to look back and, and be like, wow, I grew up, you know, watching these guys, and now I get to skate with them in the summer. Or, you know, I've heard about these guys, and I've looked up to them, and now, you know, I'm training with them in the gym and everything like that. So um, it really is cool, and it, it's a it's a great spot to be um, if you want to be a good hockey player. Well, growing up in Mass, too, uh, in all the teams that are um, in, in growing up in Haverhill and being from a biracial family, how difficult, or I shouldn't say how difficult, but what are some of the things you had to deal with as a young boy that maybe the average kid didn't have to deal with growing up uh, and, and playing playing the game they love? Like, did you have to deal with with some of those things? I know I know your your family was has has spoken about it, but how about from you? Not really me per se. I think it was more you know my dad um growing up because back then it was even more so you don't see you know kids of color in hockey and and he's african-american um you know i don't really i would say look per se african-american like people wouldn't know maybe right off that come from a mixed background but um you know i I think it's great the way the game's trending these days and, and you see more inclusivity and more you know kids of minority backgrounds getting into hockey and having the the resources to get into hockey um and uh but i wouldn't really say there are um, many challenges but i definitely think i was really fortunate to be exposed to that early you know being being exposed to you know my dad being of color being a coach you know for my team growing up um hearing his stories of playing and, and just you know really having a diverse background like he was adopted and so his family you know, if you see him with the the um, his family, you would you wouldn't think they're related. You know, like they're, you know, like my uncle is is five six and he and he's white and Jewish and a lawyer. You know, in Philadelphia, <laughs> and it's just like so funny because you know, growing up there there was no color. You know, you didn't see any stuff like that. It was just yeah. you know a family that got along great, and and so I was really fortunate to be exposed to that at a young age. Well, that's good. And it's also probably, um, not probably, but also good that your dad was able to probably teach you some things and make you aware of some things as a young boy uh, that you might have to deal with and not have to, and then not have to deal with them was just probably a plus for you. But, and again, I don't want to get bogged down on that, but I wanted to certainly address it. And growing up, you played AAA, right? What was it? The Islanders Hockey Club played AAA. Um, and then off to KUA, went to prep school. I went to Northwood Prep for one year. It was the best year of my life. I played at Catholic Memorial, and I had nowhere to go out of high school. I wasn't recruited. I had nowhere to go. That one year I spent that prep school was the best year of my life. It made such a change in direction for me uh, and gave me an opportunity that at Northeastern that I would have never got if I didn't go there. What was your experience like at KUA? I would say the same exact thing. Like I always tell people it was some of the, you know, my favorite years. Um, And it's just like, 
I don't know. Prep school is just great because, you know, they're, as you know, they're smaller schools. You get to know everyone on campus. Um, in KUA, it's just, it's such a great environment. Like, like there's no cell service on campus. Like you try to call someone and you can't get through and, and yeah. kind of feel like you're a little isolated up there. And it's just, you know, you become so close to your teammates, but also like your, your classmates, like you have a little advisory group and, and I still hang out with my buddies, you know, to this day, like I went to the beach with two kids from KUA last weekend. Um, and they're just friendships, you know, that, that lasts for a lifetime. And we had, you know, great teams there. And, and Tim Whitehead, you know, is the, just the best guy ever and the best coach and, and really fortunate, you know, to be put in a situation like that, because it was, I mean, outstanding, like, hopefully, I have kids one day and I, I would send them to KUA in a heartbeat. That, that's cool. Yeah. Prep school is an awesome experience. And so you, you, they, you have Whitehead, former coach of Maine, um, certainly uh, has a great resume as a coach. Um, what I wanted to ask you about KUA in that one year, you played 37 games uh, uh, in your last year there, 2017, 2018. And then, you went and played for Youngstown Phantoms in the USHL for only five games. What happened mm -hmm. there? Was it was it a stepping stone, or was it at the end of your your KUA career? Yeah, it was right at the end of the season. So the plan was always to to play a year junior after high school before going to Northeastern. And I was drafted by Youngstown, and so the plan was always just to go there, you know, play a year like majority of kids play your junior and then going to school and uh and then my senior year at KUA um yeah like I I started to you know kind of shoot up draft boards a little bit and it was having a good year and and uh and it was garnering a little more attention and then um you know I, I hadn't really thought of going right into Northeastern you know out of high school until the coaches mentioned around during Christmas time that might be an opportunity and and uh and that was great and then let's uh, say after Christmas at some point they were like hey we'd love to have Jordan come in next year you know I think he's ready to come to college um we'd love to take him so um instead of playing that next year Youngstown I just went for a couple weeks after the season and, and got some experience out there which was um which was good definitely helpful um to get that experience after um high school because it is a pretty big step and going from high school to college you know was was a giant step um but the plan was always to go to youngstown but um fortunate enough to go right into northeastern right, kua well it, it, so you play kua and you're playing against kids right you're all kids teenagers growing up and playing that game and you go to youngstown i'm sure that was a, a like a big step going from basically prep hockey, high school hockey. Um, what are some of, uh, well, you go to Northeast and you're coming there your freshman year and you know, I'm sure, you know, some of the players are bigger, faster. Everybody is at a level now where, um, you know, it's more even playing field per se. And then there's always going to be some kids better than others. What are some of the, the, the hurdles you faced in that first year at Northeastern. Listen, you go from prep school where you said everybody knows everybody, right? It's close knit. Then you go to Northeastern 
and it's like 75,000, right? Students are like, it's crazy the number of students they have there. Big university. And and now he, here's this young kid coming in that first year. It must have been a little daunting um, to to come into that environment. A little bit, yeah. And it was more just like, like you said, it was, it was so surprising, you know, just going from 315 kids, 350 kids to 15, yeah, just under 15,000 undergrad. And, you know, like you go, it's so funny, like you go from prep school and like you walk by someone and you say hi, like, because you know them, you see them, you know, in the dining hall every day, you see them around campus, you say hi, and then you go into Boston, like everyone has their headphones in, everyone's just on a mission to get somewhere. And, and, uh, and it was just really different. Like it was just, it was um, like, it makes you grow up pretty quick for sure. And, and, and you realize that, you know, this is big boy hockey and this is serious. And, and, you know, kids, you know, have been working their whole lives to get to D1 college hockey. And, and it definitely took me a while. And I'd say it's more of a, uh, like an overall maturity thing more than, just hockey like if that makes sense like you you kind of have to yeah. uh, grow up in all aspects and and you know i've when you play hockey from such a young age like as you know you just you learn how to manage school and in, in hockey and you know how to manage your time but um there's more stuff there's social implications there's you know now going from being an 18 year old kid you're playing with kids who are 24 25 years old and that was, you know, one of the biggest differences. So um, they're young men. So it definitely took me a little bit. But we had a great group of guys, and, and they helped a lot with that. I got to ask you, and listen, I loved – I grew up playing at the Boston – it was the Boston Arena. Um, and, um, you know, it, it was actually kind of modeled after the old Boston Garden. It had the balcony. It still has that balcony, which is mm-hmm. awesome. And – the only thing, when I was a kid growing up there, and I mentioned this before, but the, the rink was shaped like an egg. So down into the corners and around the net, it was like crazy. You would dump the – if you dumped the puck in, I mean, it would go around so quick and took crazy bounces. But they changed that. But playing in that rink in the environment uh, that freshman year, you first come out in that ice and you got that jersey on and the fan base there – you know, they have a great fan base. They built something really, really unbelievable at Northeastern. What what was that feeling like that first time, that first game? And and uh, were there any adjustments you had to make now you're at that level? You practice like, all right, you practice with the guys and all that, but now you're playing against the big boys. How how was that, the transition? Um, Like I said, it, it probably took – I would say half a season to feel really comfortable, you know, to feel like, okay, I'm, I'm playing my game that I know how to play that I've always played. And, and, uh, you know, at the beginning, like you play off adrenaline, like you're nervous, you, you, uh, you know, you want to play well and cement your spot and, and you're just going. And then I'd probably say once you kind of get into it, once you get into a couple of weeks, you know, a month, two months, you're like, like the adrenaline starts to settle down. Then you realize, you know, like, I need to put in extra work if I want to be great, you know, if I want to be not just, you know, a good defenseman, but a great defenseman at the college level. And, and, it, and you know, it takes 
learning steps. And, and I really appreciate, you know, Madigan and coach Keith and, um, just for letting me make mistakes like that, like looking back, that just, um, it meant a ton because they realized that these kids are young coming in, you know, especially these days you see more high end prospects coming in at 18 years old and they're going to make mistakes. Like they're not going to be perfect out there. Um, and so that meant a lot, but, um, I, our first games were at sacred heart and, and that was definitely, uh, a, uh, you know, a fun game, but I remember just being nervous out there. And then our third game was at home against St. Cloud. They were number two team in the country and it was packed, like sold out. And I remember looking around, we ended up winning two one in a really close game. I remember looking around, I was like, wow, like this is sweet. You know, this is why guys play college hockey. Yeah. Um, and that certainly is, um, it's interesting because, you know, and two, you guys play teams from out West. Back in our day, I think out of the three years I was at Northeastern, we played one game against Michigan State, but and we went out there to play. And, well, actually played a weekend series with them. But uh, now there's more of that uh, interleague play. But St. Cloud, certainly a, a, a school known for hockey. But – you get there, and uh, I guess certainly your style of defenseman, your offensive guy, you, you got great feet. Uh, you know, you're able to move the puck. You, you, you're able to run a power play. You, you have the whole package. Um, is there, I guess, growing at Northeastern as a player, what, what, what was maybe the most difficult thing you had to adjust to, you know, your – what 511 180 now but you weren't probably there at that time was the was size a factor for you um at all during those early years yeah definitely um like i've always taken my my training seriously like in the gym like i'm a pretty strong kid like i lift hard and you know and i've always kind of been that way even in high school and um and it wasn't really the strength, but it was more just like knowing how to use it, if that makes sense. Like knowing how to yeah. how to leverage your strength, knowing how to, you know, you go into the corner, you hit someone before you get to the puck. Um, knowing how to shield using your butt, like, and extending your hands out. And that was kind of the biggest thing because in prep school, like there are definitely some good players, but like with my mobility, you just you get to the puck first or you just keep past guys or you yeah. don't have to really change speeds. Um, and, and it's just like, like I said, it's just it, every step is just more and more big boy hockey. And, and it just takes reps to figure it out being like, Oh, you know, I can't do this anymore. I can't, um, you know, I just blow past guys. I'm going to need to change speeds. I'm going to need to, you know, hit them first before I get the puck to create space. I'm going to need to lean into them before I cut back. Um, to create just a, a half more second for myself. And then playing in the NHL, like, it's even more so. You know, you, oh, you yeah. can see why these guys play now into their late 30s because, they're, you know, they might lose half a step, but they gain half a step back because they're so intelligent and they know how to use it. Um, and, it and it's been really good just to, to learn that, and, I, and I'm still working on that. Um, you know, and you still try to, to break down film and, and – and look at that stuff. But that was the biggest thing going to college was um, just figuring out those little things just to give yourself a half more second to, to make a play. Um, and then, again, turning pro, 
um, it's just even more of that stuff. Yeah, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I had a just a Hall of Fame coach, Hall of Fame player, Jacques Lemaire, who was incredible at teaching not just forwards, but defensemen. He was really good with defensemen. And one of the things he always preached was the good use of your stick. Because back in our day, it was like, you know, it was all fucking, you know, brawn. You know, we're going to we're going to spook you. We're going to hit you. We're going to intimidate you. And he he kind of introduced some of those things to the guys I played with on on defense that certainly made a big difference. And uh, I'll say one guy I watched that was. This is in retirement was Andre Markov. He had three cruciate uh, two anterior cruciate injuries in the span of uh, 12 months and had two major surgeries. He came back and he, he was never the best skater anyway. It wasn't like blinding speed, but he could play certainly at the NHL level, a wonderful career. But near the end, that kid was so good in his positioning and with his stick that I, I was like, I was shocked. I mean, uh, when I watched him skate at training camp, I'm going, I don't know if he's going to be able to, you know, get it done this year. But you're so right when you say that. And if you work on that, you know, in your young career here with Montreal, and you're going to get help too. You're going to get help. Like I'm not nothing against college coaching and what you got there. I'm sure you had great coaching and you, you said you did, but here you're going to get that help. And, um, it's it's gonna help your game. You're gonna go to a level you probably didn't think you, you'd be at. And I'm I can't because I was telling Barry I can't. I've seen Gallagher from the first day he came here training camp. So as long as I live long enough, I'm gonna get to see you uh, develop here. And I, I I told Barry I'm excited about it. But one, you're a mass kid uh, coming here to Montreal. And you're a Northeastern kid. And I'm just, I, I'm, I'm so happy you're here. But uh, I don't want to get too bogged down on that. But I, I am excited to watch you play. Can I ask him one question? Because I, I, I think you're still in Northeastern. But you played in the bean pot. And you had an unbelievable goal. Was it triple overtime or double overtime to win the bean pot? Yeah, double overtime. What was it? Is the bean pot special? I mean, you always hear about it. I mean, was it special or I mean, can you tell me how you kind of felt during that and what it was like scoring that goal? Yeah, it's it's so cool. It's just, you know, it's, it's funny because you've talked to anyone from outside New England. They're like, like, and you tell them where you go to Northeastern, first thing they might think is Northwestern because that's like, you know, a lot bigger school for other sports. And then they say Northeastern, they're like, you guys playing that that bean thing you know like that bean tournament mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that's all people know is a bean pot like they might not know exactly what it is but it's just it's so iconic and it's so it's so special for the whole hockey community in massachusetts like kids come out you know fans come out regular students come out and it's just it's um it's the best it really is and it's funny i was, I was saying this the other day to a friend um so we play on, on those Mondays and so it's the Monday of one week and then the finals are next week on the other Monday. And we usually play a game in between 
And I was thinking, I was like, I don't know if we've ever won that game in between the two Beanpot games because, like, you're just so jacked up to play in the Beanpot. Yeah. And uh, and it's sold out, you know, at the Garden. And, and um, you go there and you get a police escort. And it's just, like, the whole nine yards. And it's, and it's it's the uh, it's the coolest thing ever. But um, scoring that goal is – when you're in the game, like, you don't really realize the – the significance of stuff you're just playing the game and and uh in second overtime you're pretty tired so you don't really realize but looking back and and like i was able to to win two of them we won three years in a row um but it, it's just really special and it's one of those things that you look back and be like wow like that was really cool that we were able to do that yeah it, it, listen but barry you the bean pot is just incredible. First two Monday nights in February, right? And um, it's funny, Jordan, back in, in my day, uh, in my second year, I, I got in a fight, imagine that, at uh, Colgate. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I ended up uh, getting uh, suspended for the second game of the bean pot. I was like, bummed oh, out. No. I was like, oh, of all games to be suspended for it was the game between and mm -hmm, uh we're exactly. up at colgate and i had an incident but anyway um yeah the bean pot barry being from boston and, and even kids that aren't from that area when they come to school what whatever the school it is harvard bc bu northeastern yeah that, that you cannot wait for that part of the season you can't wait for february to play in that uh, bean pot tournament. And Northeastern, historically, have been brutal. They won like one bean pot in 50 years. And um, during my time there, we didn't, we never even got to the final until the year I left. I left school one year early and uh, ended up going to Montreal after I was drafted. And the year I left, I'm in Nova, well, I was in Montreal that time. And I couldn't watch it, but I could not wait to find out the results. And the guys I played with ended up winning it for the first time in I don't know how many years. It was, it was incredible. So long after you're gone out of there, so all the alumnus come back, people come back to watch it. It's, just, it's so cool to be a part of. And not every hockey player in college hockey gets to experience that. And it, it's something you, you're the talk. You're the talk of the town. You're, you're the you're the balls walking around with that bean pot uh, during the year. It's the for the king of Boston when it comes to hockey. But, you know, and I was going to get into the, the, the bean pot thing, but you're certainly your career uh, at Northeast and a lot of people looking. you're drafted. Now you were drafted third round, 71st overall by the Habs. What was that like? Like, did you go to the draft? Back in my day, you didn't. They, I got a letter like a week later from the Habs really? saying wow. you've been drafted. Blah, blah. I, I found out on the news, but you didn't. Back in our day, you didn't go to the draft like they do today. Did you go to the draft and um and and hear your name called? Yeah, I was at the draft. Um, it was me, and my family, um, and two agents. We were down in Dallas, which is a really nice venue. Like they did a great job down there. Um, and it, it's just really neat because you just see like all these kids that you've seen on the projections all year on the list. Like you see the list, the central scouting, you talk to scouts, you know, like we see you here, maybe 
you know, second, third round, whatever. And, and, uh, and it's just in the back of your mind all year is, is the draft. And um, that was like the one moment where you can sit down and be like, okay, it's out of my hands now, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, and just going to enjoy it with my family. And it, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity. So um, that was really special. I didn't think I was going to Montreal, like, like in the, at the scouting combine, you have all the interviews and, and I interviewed with them. I thought it went pretty well, you know, like, uh, but it was pretty short. And, and uh, I walked out of it. I was like, okay, maybe, you know, um, no real great feelings, no bad feelings at all. But, um, and then to hear your name called is, it's just, you know, it, it's so special. And, and you go down and you put on the jersey for the first time and, and, uh, and you get to meet everyone and, and, and do all the media after. But uh, definitely a whirlwind. You know, that's for sure. I, I read something about your mom, and, and she said you apparently as a kid, it was never your goal. Like you didn't say, oh, I want to play in the NHL. I want to play in the NHL. You just played hockey, which is cool. But that draft and being in Dallas at that time, where were you rated in central scouting? And you ended up going 71st overall. Was that kind of nerve-wracking after looking at where you were rated? Would you pick where you were rated? Pretty much, yeah. I was. I ended up being 44 on for North America. So I was thinking anywhere from, from second and third round, like that's what I've been hearing for a little bit. And you hear from different teams, like, oh, you know, we have him slotted here. If he's, And then it's also like, if he's here in this slot, we'll take him. Like, I heard that a couple of times, and that didn't happen with a couple of teams. Yeah. And, and uh, so, it, you know, you don't know how things are going to play out. But you're a young kid, you know, 17. And, yeah. and you, you know, you, you think about what teams think of you. Oh, like, this game I played bad when this guy was here. Like, stuff like that. It just um, – it gets in your head, and I wish when I, if I were to go back, I was just able to enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Uh, Northeastern, right, Barry? There's two. Well, back in my day, there were two places to go: college bars, Punta's Pub, and the uh, Cask and Flagon. And I happened to be in the Cask and Flagon the night I was drafted. I had no idea. I didn't even know the draft was going on. I was 20 years old. And I'm in there, and someone come up to me and and says, "Hey, congratulations!" I said, "What? You were drafted by the Montreal Canadiens?" I said, "No way!" And I mean, you shouldn't me. And he said, "No, no, it was on the sports. They just said there were like five local kids from the local colleges who were drafted." So we went in the back room and asked the guy to switch the other sports station to see if we could see it. And it had it had just started the sports on the other stations. They put it on. That's how I found out. And then, I, like I said, no one called me. I got, I got a letter like a week and a half later saying, you've been drafted, you're invited to the training camp. And I wanted to leave school. I stayed in one more, so my dad would, would want to kill me because I wanted to leave school. He said, you're not leaving school, you're, you stay there. So anyway, I stayed one more year, and I ended up uh, leaving after my third uh, season. Now you, there was a lot of talk. Jordan Harris, that, oh, you know, Montreal's going to try and pull him out of school and get him out of there. And credit to you, you stayed. God bless you, because you'll you'll understand that one day, if you, I'm sure you already do, but one day you'll look back and be so happy um, that you did stay. But that being said, 
Did you feel any pressure from the organization? Did they try and pull you out? Because the Habs were having, they were struggling, uh, you know, in the NHL. They were struggling in the standings. And I'm sure they were, uh, I'm not sure, but that's what I'm asking you. Did Did they try and get you to leave a year or two early? Yeah, so after my junior year, um, when Bergevin and Claude were still there, there was talk. They were like, "Hey, you know, we'd like you to to turn pro after the season and and uh, and and join the organization." And and that was the year they went to the Cup final, yeah. you know. And, and that's the the hard decision that I made was, um, you know, do I want to go back? Do I want to stay? And and uh, and I ended up making the decision to stay for my senior year. And then, and then they went on the incredible run, went to Stanley Cup final, and I was like, in my dorm, and I was like, man, like I could have been, at least in some capacity, a, a part of that, whether you know whether I was playing, whether I was in in any situation, but um, just to be a part of the organization in a, in a Stanley Cup final run would have been sweet, you know, especially coming right out of college. Right. So I was like, oh, man, you know, like I missed out on that opportunity. And I was like, you know, going back, I still thought it was the best decision um, for me personally. And, and like you said, it, I definitely think looking back, I'll, I'll be, you know, happy that I stay for that last year. Because I think, again, these days with just the, the overall coverage on hockey and the pressure on some of these kids, there, there really is this like need to rush through all the different levels of hockey um, and always get to the next step and always get to the next step and quicker and better competition. But it's like, you know, are you really ready? Like, have you really developed? And there's so much more than just on the ice is maturity. There's, you know, like you're going to go through adversity at some point. Why not go through adversity in a place that, you know, you're going to get playing time. You know, you know that, um, you're going to be able to develop and, and work on yourself on and off the ice and, and learn as much about yourself before you make that step. It's so important. Um, so I, I'm definitely happy with my decision. Yeah. And you know what? Um, I got to tell you, I went through the same thing. And I, I say it, I went through the same thing because I wanted to leave school that year. I stayed in school. The Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup that year. And I could have, I mean, I could have, I could have. So, it, you know, it, it again, and it says a lot about you to making that commitment to Northeast and then, then following through. I think what NHL teams, they worry about, right, is what Jim Vesey Jr. did, right? He went drafted by Nashville and ended up going to the Rangers. Um, you know, I forget who the one of the Hayes uh, did it, right? Uh, and and I think that's what teams worry about after those four years. Did you ever entertain the thought of saying, oh, maybe I'm not going to go to Montreal. I'll go to the Rangers or I'll go to L.A. or I'll go here. Did that ever that thought ever come into mind? You know, I, I knew that like after your four years, you can go to free agency if you wait till August. And the only time I really thought I was like, you know, we'll we'll see what happens when there was that that organizational shift. You know, when when Bergman and and some of the other management members got let go, and, and there was uncertainty around Ducharme, and I was like, okay, we'll see how this plays out. You know, because I'd love to be a part of the Habs organization, but again, at the end of the day, you want to make sure it's it's the best fit, um, and you know, it's a place that 
um, is a best fit for both both parties. But then, you know, when Kent was hired, when, when Marty was hired, and and uh, and you know, I think it was pretty obvious to to fans and players alike that that the organization was in you know fantastic hands. And and after speaking to them and and uh, and talking to them both about how they saw you know the team moving forward is you know, it, it was just a win-win situation. You know, I get to stay with the team that um, I was drafted to, lucky enough to be drafted to in, a, in an organization that I've gone to meet a bunch of great people and, and make connections with. Um, and then join a team that I think, you know, is a great fit. And, and after meeting some of the guys and, and coaches, um, I really do believe it, it's a great spot to be in. So um, it was a win-win situation all around. Were you uh, a Bees fan growing up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like me. There's a lot of similarities uh, here. And it's funny, uh, being that Bruins fan, I hated the Canadians. Because like, the Bruins always lost to them in the playoffs when I was a young kid. And even after I was drafted uh, in 78, I was pulling for the Bruins to beat the Canadians. Because I had no connection there yet. I didn't have... And I was still such a diehard Bruins fan. And, of course, that was the two men in, men in the ice game. LaFleur scores, and then off they go. They win another Stanley Cup. I was like uh, – I was heartbroken. But that being said, uh, the Bruins fan, going to Montreal, uh, the, the, the hated Montreal Canadiens. People in Boston hate Montreal. But there is a respect there for the organization, no question. But how was it for you? You leave college career is over now, and you come up. You play the last ten games of the season, and um, you pull that jersey on for the first time and skate out on the Bell Center ice. How cool was that? The I mean, the coolest feeling ever. Like, and you hear players say like when they do the polls, like, "What's your favorite place to play?" And you know, over half the time, I always see the Bell Center. You know, Montreal. And and being there and going through it, oh, I could see why, you know, I could so see why. And, and there's some great, you know, barns around the league and, and some cool places I got to play in. Like MSG was really cool. It was, you know, it's nostalgic. And, and Tampa was my first game. That place was, you know, lots of energy. And obviously the team has been great over the years. But there's something about, you know, just knowing it, it's, it's the Montreal Canadiens and, and the history and like, like even the song that they play when you come out onto the ice, like you get chills <laughs> and and it's just like, like you try to take it in. You're like, this is actually happening right now. And you pull on that sweater and you, and you look at, you walk out and there's there's a giant plaque of names and all the awards won and you just go through. You know, like like uh, uh, MVPs, you know, scoring titles, Norris winners, and and you're just like, wow, like this is, you know, legendary. It's, it's, it's absolutely legendary. As you know, like even being a Boston kid, it's just, it's the coolest thing ever. And I still get crap, you know, from my buddies like, Oh, you know, I don't know if I can be a Habs fan now, (laughs) Um, all that stuff. And, um, but as you know, it's just, it's just special at the end of the day. It's really special. You don't take it for granted. That's for sure. Well, I'm sure you will, but do your homework on the history. It'll help. Um, you always try and say a couple words in French if you have that opportunity. People will absolutely love that. Uh, it doesn't take much, believe me. 
and 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 certainly and i'm not worried about that but applying yourself night in and night out uh, on the ice the fans will absolutely love that but that being said um the habs and this organization over the years and all the history and all the glory now you're gonna and i love this i tell everybody <laughs> you know, go figure they had to bring a boston guy up here to straighten this mess out and in jeff gordon and um I, I i every time i get a chance i dig on people about that but but you have an opportunity here that's just this is so awesome for you because there are so many young players here with a lot of promise um and and you're part of that and you're one of those young players and you're part of a, a group that are going to be able to grow together now and get to that Stanley Cup final and maybe one day be able to lift that thing. Uh, how excited are you about, yeah, your own situation, but the other young talent that is coming in here and being part of that, that experience, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. For sure. Yeah. And it, really excited. Like I'm, I'm going up on Tuesday to go up um, to camp. We have our rookie showcase in, in Buffalo there, but um like you said, there are a lot of young guys, and that's fun because then you, then you can form a little group. You know, you, you have guys going through the same experiences together. They're, you know, getting their feet wet um, in pro hockey, so I feel like you're, you're able to relate to that. And uh, and there's a lot of talent, you know, and a lot of excitement. You see, like Kirby Doc, for example, like you said, like this is, you know, a new opportunity for me, and he signed a, his extension, and, and I don't know him personally, but – you just see like guys are excited to to be joining the group and and led by you know suzuki and cole and and they've done a great job already but it is really exciting you know and i don't know some of the guys you know on that level yet but uh you know really looking forward to making those relationships and i'd love to be a part of the organization as long as i can and i'd love to be part of you know that next generation that um you know, can hopefully win in Montreal and have success in Montreal. Like that would be a huge honor. And, uh, and it's cool. And, you know, I play with Cade and Primo at, at Northeastern. So really excited for him that, that he'll be around for a few more years. And, and again, he's part of that court as well. And so um, there is a lot of promise and, and you see like the picks stacking up and, and a lot of the, the draft picks and there's, you know, and um, like I run with Slavkovsky at the the NHLPA event, and he's a great kid. You know, and and yeah. he'll do great, and he's a beast. He's a big boy. Um, but you know, you just see that they're great players, but they're also great people at the end of the day, and that's yeah. that's just as important. Yeah, it is. No question about it. Listen, I'm looking at uh, on the back end now. Um, like I said, uh, Caden Primo, Primo here, uh, which is good. A guy you play with at Northeastern. Jaden Strubble. What's the deal with Jaden right now? What's going on with him? Uh, he's going back Northeastern for his senior year. Um, again, we'll, we'll be the top defenseman there and, and really excited for him, you know, to continue. Um, he'll have, you know, a little more responsibility, you know, leading the back end there and, and hopefully yeah. he'll – will be in, in some leadership capacity, maybe assistant captain there this year, but um, really excited for him. And, he, and he's a great kid and talent. And, and I hope he, you know, joins the Habs at the end of the year. 
It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be interesting. Northeastern is starting to be a feeder system for the Montreal Canadiens. I like that. Um, right. <laughs> on D, you know, when I look at um, uh, cap friendly, all right, you've got uh, the Habs have uh, Mike Matheson, Joel Edmondson, David Savard, Justin Barron, Chris Weidman, Corey Schooneman, and Jordan Harris on there. You feel, I mean, you finished the season with this team. You feel you're going to start this season for the Montreal Canadiens. I hope so. You know, that's my goal. I'm going to do everything that I can to, you know, put my best foot forward and make the team. And, and at the end of the day, nothing's given. You know, you have to earn your spot. And, and I know as a young guy trying to make my name for myself and cement a spot, you know, you have to earn everything. And I'm, you know, as prepared as I've been going into a year and really excited. Um, and, you know, I feel like with situations like that, like any new team, any team you're trying out for, you can only control as much as you can. So, you know, you might as well make the best out of it. And I'm going to do just that. And, and I'm confident in what I can do. Um, I'm going to do everything to, um, you know, hopefully crack that roster because, you know, that would be a huge honor. All right, you came 10 games last year. You scored a goal. Um, coming into that situation, certainly exciting for you. What was the biggest surprise for you, like, when you came in about pro hockey? I'm playing pro hockey. What was the biggest surprise in that short time uh, last year that you got to spend here? Uh, probably when I got my helmet ripped off in the first game in front of the day. I got that penalty. <laughs> Um, I'm not used to my helmet coming off mid play. Um, but I'd say just the intelligence of, of players and, and the players are so good at playing to their strengths. Like the big boys, you know, play like, like big men, you know, like they shield the puck, yeah. they take the puck harder than that. They play, you know, their role and, and, and just, it honestly wasn't as physical as I thought. I'm sure playoffs are a whole different animal. Um, you can see the intensity yeah. ratchet up in playoffs, but but just you know the intelligence, like every little thing's done with a purpose. You know the guys are in the right position, um, and uh, and that was you know really helpful to see that going into this year, um, just because you can prepare a little better and think about how you might change a few things about your playing style. Um, the travel, you know, I can definitely see it adding up a little bit. The travel is a lot different than college because college you play on a Friday, Saturday, you know, like you have all week to prepare. Um, you can get in, you know, three lifts in a week in a row and, and be jumping on Friday. And then, But now professionally, you know, you're hopping on a plane right after a game. You're getting in late. You're up for practice the next day. You're playing a game the next day. Like it's just it, it's nonstop. So that'll that'll definitely be an adjustment playing pretty much double the games as you do in college. Um, so I'd say those two things. Yeah. Well, for sure that, um, that'll be an adjustment. There's no question about it. It, um, um, playing at that level and playing that number of games that you, you have to certainly uh, not pace yourself, but you, you, you'll, you'll learn the ropes that there's no question about it, but the, the, um, um, uh, the off off ice part of it here. How about the city? How how 
I, you got a bit of a taste of it. How, uh, like, cool was it to walk around here? Because you're going to make a name for yourself here. I'm convinced of it. But, and when you do, you know, when you go out to the store, you go here, once they know your face and what you do on the ice, you are not going to be able to go anywhere. Uh, it's not going to be like KUA, and it won't even be like Northeastern. People will be after Jordan Harris all the time. That's good. That's going to be new to you. But what do you think of that city and be playing in? Like you hear a lot of people, not, not everybody can play in this city. A lot of guys have come here and they, they find it difficult, you know. But that being said, I, I look at this city as a city that um, and a fan base that they expect a lot. And, and it's good in a lot of ways because you've you got to be on your toes. We have Max Patch already on here. And and Max, he was here and he was under pressure from the media all the time. This one, that one, the fan base. And he said he went to Vegas and he said he almost was like, he said, I had to re, like take a look at myself and kind of put more pressure on myself because I wasn't getting that pressure from wow. the media, from the fan base. It was like, whatever Max does out there, that's great. People love them out there. Oh, that's beautiful. But he felt the pressure here, and he said it actually, it, it, it's hard to deal with, but it really it really helped him in a lot of ways where he had to find it in Vegas. How about you being able to deal with that pressure here in this city? That is really interesting um, that he said that. And, like, when you talked about being around the city, it was just – it was weird, you know, joining the team because I was like, really? You want my autograph? Like, you sure? You know, like <laughs> – it's just a normal kid from April who, who just yeah. eats a lot and, and works hard. and um, But it, it was just so funny. But I, I think it's it's great the passion that the city has for hockey. And, and I don't really like to see it as pressure, but it's more a responsibility to, you know, if you're going to be able to play for a team like Montreal, like you should, you know, want to be the greatest you can. And you should want to, you know, go to every night and, and do your best on the ice and, and wear that jersey proudly because it's it's an honor. You know, it's it's a job, but it's also a, a privilege to, to play hockey at that level and in Montreal. So um, it's definitely a higher level of responsibility and that, you know, doesn't go unnoticed. But, you know, I have the same expectation for myself that I'm sure – any other fan would, or I'm probably harder on myself than anyone else probably could, could be um, from an outside perspective. So um, I'm right there with the fans. You know, I expect a lot of myself and, and want the team to succeed, to want myself to, to succeed. And, and uh, you know, I feel like there should be, um, there shouldn't be any less expectations. You know, the, 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 there should be a winning team in Montreal, like the fans, I mean, great, you know, in our last game, we were last in the league and it was almost sold out. And that's just great. Crazy, it's right? just the coolest thing. Um, I think it's great. I think you really have to lean into it and really just embrace it because it, it's it's a privilege, like I said. Good for you. Um, have you had smoked meat yet? Putin, any of that stuff? No, I haven't. I was talking about this. Um, <laughs> I need to. Because yeah, I feel like I'm missing out. 
No, you will. You'll you'll there's a place called Schwartz's, the old style smoked meat, the best place to go. And then um Putin, um there's a couple good places, but you'll find them. Uh and then uh certainly Medusa, the Italian restaurant is awesome. A lot of guys go there. Um the owners okay. are really good to the players and they're good to the team. But um anyway, uh geez, I'm looking forward to this. Barry, you got anything to add? I know you you're I just, I, I just had a few questions. I'm enjoying it so much. <laughs> I just been sitting back here and listening. Um, my couple questions are: is is there what's the biggest hurdle you actually had to overcome? I mean, you look back and all the what, if you look back, there was had to be some hurdle that you just were struggling with. It's a good question. Um, I feel like oftentimes with players, you know, you just see like the the finished result. Um, you just see the, the honest reaction, but you don't really get to see behind the scenes, you know, what, what problems guys go through or, or hurdles and everyone's different. I'd say for me is it's more just like, I've always wanted to be better. Like I've always wanted to be better. Every level I've gone, I've always wanted more and more and more out of myself. Um, and I would say a, a hurdle is just every year figuring out how, can I improve, you know, in, in these different aspects, whether it's, you know, offensively, defensively, um, getting bigger, stronger, um, thinking quicker, you know, being more patient. It's just, I would say every year, it's just dialing in what I need to do better and, and how do I get there. And, and uh, so I would say it's more of a constant, like look in the mirror rather than one big hurdle. Um, because, you know, it's not always going to work out, but I feel like if you really stick to it, really stick to the process and, and, and take a deep look and be humble and be like, what, what can I do to get better? Then it's all going to work out. So I'd say it's more of an ongoing process than one big thing. My, my only other question is how, how does your father call and critique your game? Does he oh, watch all the you games? You did it to your well, son, Barry. <laughs> what's kind of the relationship how does the relationship work with a father who played hockey who coached you and probably watches you all every game i mean how does it work how does it operate you know what barry i think over the years i've learned not to always pick up the phone you know my dad's calling me the day after a game um especially if i'm still thinking about the game because then it's not going to be a good conversation um but, you know, it, it, I've realized it, it comes out of, you know, a place for love. And, and we've had our struggles over the years, like any other father, son, any other coach, player. Like he's coached me for a long time, so he knows me better than anyone. And he, he really understands the game well. And I, I won't tell him that because it'll just, you know, I don't want to give him that satisfaction. But um, <laughs> he really does understand the game well and, and it it's sometimes, you know, painful to hear because I always know he's right. And sometimes I don't want to hear it. Um, but again, I, I think it just pushes me to be better. Like, like Chris, like you said about the Montreal media, it just, it just pushes you to be better. And, and sometimes you need that little kick. Like you're not always going to be motivated to get up and go shoot pucks uh, or to go, you know, do the extra or, or sometimes you're like, ah, I'm not feeling it tonight, but you know, having my dad, having, you know, 
the great fans in Montreal having my own expectations, it, it gets you, you know, up and going. So my dad, it's, I really appreciate the effort that he's put in over the years, like driving through snowstorms when our, when our practices canceled, me and him are the only ones on the ice because he was the only parent who wanted to drive through the, the blizzard on the highway. You can't even see out the windshield, you know, <laughs> uh, just stuff like that. But uh, we've had our struggles, but he's, he's the person that I probably value his opinion the most. That's so cool. That's so cool. It's funny. I think about my dad. I just lost my dad last December. And God bless him. Uh, Sorry to hear that. But he, he was that way with me. And and they they only mean well and want the best for you. But it's funny. I'll tell you a story. My number 30 up here in the back. It's a goalie's number. And back in my day, when someone got called up from Nova Scotia, they gave them number 30. It was a call-up number because no goalie was wearing it at the time. So I get it. My father goes in the pro shop, buys number 30, comes to the game, Bruins, we're playing the Bruins, he get, buys a number 30, nylon on the back, and the guy in the pro shop said, do you think he will be here long enough for you to wear the shirt? Oh. And my father said, I don't give a shit if he's here for one game or 10 games or 10 years. Just give me the jersey. And like that next, well, near the end of the season, I said, Dad, you know, I'm thinking changing my number. I said, I don't want a fucking goalie's number. I don't want a goalie's number. He said, no. He said, you keep that jersey, and you make something out of that number 30. And, and you know, I looked at it, and I, I kept thinking, I want to change it. But then I said, you know what? He's right. Maybe I'll, I'll just I'll keep the number 30, and I'll make something out of it. And I, the more I look back, I, I, I often say, joking around, I said, the cheap bastard, he didn't want to buy another jersey. If I got, like, number yeah, 18 exactly. or whatever, he's like, I don't want to buy another jersey. But, you know, I know I certainly, and I'm sure your father's proud of you, but I know my dad, uh, what I what I did in the game. Uh, yeah, he was, you know, I wasn't I wasn't even supposed to be in the NHL. And after getting there, it was it's awesome. So our dad certainly... Um, so important to us and you're lucky to have a guy who certainly played the game and loves you and cares about you so that's awesome good stuff listen jordan harris you are a fine young man i'm so happy um that you're coming here to play for this organization instead of another one and um yeah i i look forward to watching you develop into that every day nhl who one day you will have a guy up in the front office leading the Montreal Canadiens and a guy from Boston leading the power play. I love it. So listen, uh, enjoy your time here. Thank you for taking the time. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best uh, here in Montreal. Thank you. Thank you both very much. So